Hello and welcome to season one of Romance with Heart and Heat, your podcast and YouTube show for contemporary rom-com audiobook serials. My name is Marie Matthew and I'm the author of the stories you're going to hear on this channel. The title of season one is The Bad Girl List and this is a fake dating second chance rom-com set in California wine country. Find out how one life-changing vacation list puts the heart of Dominique Chen on the line when she meets sexy wine grower Trevor Moretti. The content of this channel is intended for audience members that are 18 years and older. There is some explicit content on this channel. There is light swearing and there are some explicit spicy scenes. So I don't want any surprises as people move into the story so you have been warned. Be sure to stick around at the end of each episode for author commentary. And if you have any questions or comments, you can drop them into the comments section in YouTube, or you can also send me an email at romancingmarie at gmail.com. I'll do my best to answer questions and comments in future episodes on the show. Please like and subscribe to my channel on your favorite platform, whatever that happens to be. And please help me spread the word and share the show with your friends. Now, as you're listening along, if you get to the point where the tension's too much and you just can't wait to find out what happens next, you can head over to mariematthew.com and you can purchase the complete season of The Bad Girl List over on my website. It's available in ebook format, audiobook format, and there's also autographed hardbacks and paperbacks. So you will get the entire season for free on YouTube and the podcast. But again, if you just can't wait, head over to mariematthew.com. Thanks so much for listening. And now it's time for some romance with heart and heat. I hope you enjoy. Chapter 41. Crazy for you. Dominique. The next morning after breakfast and a hot shower, Trevor zips me back into my dress. My bra is in the trash can, unusable after he ripped out the snaps, but luckily the fabric of the dress is thick enough to keep me covered. You owe me another set of underwear, I tease. I'll take you shopping next weekend when I visit you. He pulls me into a tight hug. I wish you could stay longer. His words ignite warm flutters inside me. I slide my arms around his neck. We have to check out of the VRBO by 10. I'd stay longer if I could. I know. He leans back to look at me. Does your family know about your ex yet? I nod, noticing he avoids using Oliver's name. It came out that day your dad took me up to see you. Mom saw you drop me off and things kind of unraveled. She thought I was cheating on Oliver. How did they take it when you told them the truth? His eyes are intense and focused on my face. You said your parents really liked him. Well, after the initial blow up, I found out my parents didn't like Oliver very much at all. In fact, none of my family was very fond of him. I tell him about the messages they put on the pancakes. They thought they were just supporting me this whole time. So you stayed with your ex because you thought your parents loved him, and your parents acted like they loved your ex because they thought you loved him. He scowls, hands tightening around my waist. Basically, that jackass stayed in your life for no good reason. You can say his name, Trevor. I like jackass better. He kisses my forehead. I bet he didn't even take you to your favorite taco truck very often. I laugh. No, he didn't. Do you want to go there next weekend when I visit? I'm sure. I don't mean to hesitate before replying, but Trevor notices. Dom? He tilts up my chin, forcing me to look at him. What's bothering you? I search his eyes, weighing the pros and cons of saying what's on my mind. Dom, you're on a roll. You told your family the truth about your ex. You told me the truth about what you need from a relationship. Don't stop being honest now. Trevor is right. Honesty has always been hard for me when it comes to people's feelings, but I've made big strides in the past week. I don't want to ruin my streak. I'm not like Elle. It makes me uncomfortable to say those words, but I force them out. From everything you've told me about her, she and I would have been polar opposites. 
How can you be sure that what we have won't fizzle out in a month or two? I brace myself for the impact of my words. They seem like a horrible thing to say after everything he's said and done, after everything he's shared with me about his first fiancé. Trevor's brow furrows but he doesn't get angry. His hands tighten around me and he leans forward to rest his forehead against mine. The ends of his hair tickle my face. I can understand why you might think that. His breath feathers the top of my nose. But you have to know I'm not the person I was when I fell in love with Elle. She changed me when I fell in love with her and she changed me when she died. She made me the person I am today. She made me the man who wants to be with you. I care about you Dom. And I. I know this might sound bizarre but I think she gave us her blessing. He proceeds to tell me a story about blue butterflies and a grave in the vineyard that holds all the keepsakes from his time with Elle. I don't think it's an accident that you saw blue butterflies outside my house and I don't think it's an accident that you picked them for your tattoo, Trevor says. I think Elle has been here all along watching over me. And when the person I'm supposed to be with came along, she did everything in her power to make sure I noticed. My heart constricts with emotion. I swallow as a few unbidden tears leak out of my eyes. Of all the things he might have said to put my heart at ease, I never expected this. Trevor wipes my tears away with his thumb and smiles tenderly at me. We're not a mistake Dom and we're not a fluke. I think we're meant to be. I know we just met. I know this seems like a conversation we should be having six months or a year from now, and I know I'm coming on strong, but I don't know how to be any other way with you. Hell, even my dog thinks we're perfect for each other. As soon as he says this, Tequila barks. She scrambles out of her dog bed and hops over to us, tail wagging. Dad, Trevor says in his mock dog voice, I told you she's the one for you. What does a dog have to do to get her human to pay attention once in a while? I mean, even your crazy dad who sounds like an elephant knew she was the right one. You need to have her name and phone number added to my dog tags ASAP. Tequila barks, trying to balance on her single back leg to put her paws up on us. Happy tears gush out of my eyes as I fall against Trevor, laughing. You are so weird, I say. I'm the weirdo who's crazy about you. When he kisses me again, all I want to do is take his clothes off. I run my hands over his ass and squeeze. He returns the favor by cupping a breast and rubbing a nipple through the dress. Maybe we don't have to leave right now, I say, my voice hoarse from the rush of arousal making me hot. We could leave in like five minutes. He grinds his hip against me, letting me feel how hard he is. I need a lot more than five minutes. I suck at his bottom lip before firmly stepping back. In that case, we'd better wait until next weekend. My family will not let me hear the end of it if they have to pay a penalty fee for a late checkout. Only if you promise to let me have unlimited access to your body next weekend, he says. I'm pretty sure that can be arranged, I say. I'm going to hold you to that. He bends down to kiss me gently on the forehead. As we walk together, hand in hand, out his back slider door, I feel light on my feet. Tequila yips, hopping along behind us. I think she wants to ride into town with us, I say. His eyes crinkle with a warm smile. She just doesn't want you to leave us. He pats his leg and says, come on girl. Tequila's tail wags and she barrels past us, yipping on her way to the car. She runs straight past the beamer in the carport and up to the beat-up truck parked beside it. Oh look, Trevor says. She must smell the bad battery in the truck. She's hoping we'll get stranded on the side of the road and you'll miss your ride home. He grabs me around the waist and swings me around. You'd be forced to stay with us indefinitely. Your truck has been known to get into mischief, I reply. It made me have a picnic with you against my will. Lucky for you, Trevor says. That was a great picnic. I'm not sure I'd call it great, I say. There wasn't a good makeout session. He laughs. I'll make it up to you. Next time you come up to stay with me, I'll take you on a real picnic. He wiggles his eyebrows and smiles suggestively. Come on, we should take the Beamer. I still need to get a new battery for the truck. I slide into the front seat of the BMW. Tequila hops in with me, making herself comfortable on the floor between my feet. I think this car is better for her, I say. It's lower to the ground. Maybe I'll have to start driving it more. Trevor wrinkles his nose at the thought. Or maybe not, I say laughing.
Chapter 42. Brunch. Trevor. We rolled down the dirt road that leads away from my house, the grapevines tall and green on either side of us. Tequila sits between Dom's feet on the floor, Dom's palm rests on my thigh, the warmth of her fingers seeps through my jeans. I want to call you when I get home, she says. You'd better call me when you get home, I say. I expect lots of phone calls from you. That's a given but I mean I want to call you about work stuff. I have this idea for some videos. Do you guys have a TikTok channel? We do but there aren't a lot of posts. No one has enough time to post regularly. Why what did you have in mind? I think you're missing out on a marketing opportunity with your biodynamic farming. I took a few courses on animation in college. I was thinking about some animation shorts that follow you through a full season of farming to show consumers how green and earth-friendly your process is. People like to buy from sustainable companies. I'll set up a Zoom meeting with my parents. I think it's a great idea. She wiggles her fingers in the air. Oh my god, I want to start drawing right now. I'm so glad you like the idea. She taps the side of her head. The ideas are cranking in here. I laugh as we pull out of the vineyard onto the main road. I'm just about to turn for the exit when I see a familiar minivan parked outside of the tasting room. Dom, is that your family's car? She peers through the windshield. Yeah, and Annika's car is here too. I take my phone out of my pocket. I turned off the ringer and hadn't looked at it all morning. There are a string of texts from Thomas, my mom and my dad. Hell, I even have a text from Gramps. I scroll through them, torn between amusement and horror. Um, Dom? Yeah? Thomas told my family what happened at Platitude last night. He's calling it a sexual intervention. Dom snorts with laughter. Apparently, my parents were so excited that they invited your family to brunch. She blinks at me in surprise then digs out her phone. She hadn't bothered to check hers this morning either. I have 11 texts between my mom and Annika, she says. They're here at the winery. They want us to come up for breakfast. She looks up at me, eyebrows lifting. Well, at least we can hold hands in front of everyone without it being weird. You're not mad, I ask. She shakes her head, smiling. I think it's sweet. It's nice that your parents are so welcoming to my family. This is just another reason why Dom is perfect for me. Family is a priority for her. I guess we're having breakfast together. I turn the steering wheel and head toward the tasting room and event center. I guess so. She squeezes my thigh. When we arrive at the event center, the first thing I see is Thomas and Annika sipping mimosas on the veranda. I know Dom said Annika isn't into my brother, but seeing them laugh together gives me pause. There aren't a lot of girls crazy enough to keep my brother in line. If Thomas is ever smart enough to go after her, Annika would be good for him. Annika gives us a snarky grin while Thomas makes an obscene gesture with his hands. I flip them both off. Also on the veranda is Gramps and his gang, and they already have their cards out. Dee and Helen are playing with them, and I can tell it's a serious game from the way everyone is hunched over the cards. There is a pile of $20 bills on the table. Looks like the casino opened early, Dom says. What are we going to do with tequila? We'll have to leave her in the car. I lean down to pat her on the head. Sorry girl. I would have left you in your crate if I'd known we were going to stop. Tequila whines as we get out. Before Dom can shut the door my dog hops out. She leans against Dom's leg, looking up at us with her liquid eyes. I don't think she wants to stay in the car Trevor. I crouch down in front of Tequila. There's a lot of people up there girl. Her ears stand up straight. Her eyebrows go halfway up her face. I think she wants to come with us, Dom says. We can try it I guess. I take a few steps to see what Tequila will do. She stares at me but remains leaning against Dom's leg. Come on girl. Dom takes a step. Tequila moves with her. Dom takes another few steps. Tequila stays right by her side. Wow. I look at Dom. She's never done this before. Dom takes my hand. Together, we walk up the steps of the veranda. Tequila hops up the stairs staying between us. Holy shit, Thomas says watching us. I can't believe Gimpy is finally coming out of her shell. You know Dom is special if your crazy dog likes her. Trevor, Annika says, make sure your brother sends me that case of wine he promised me when he finally nails Minnie. 
I worked my ass off all week to hook them up. I thought you didn't need a wingman, I say to Thomas, raising an eyebrow. I do when the girl I want thinks Annika is hotter than me, Thomas says. When Annika laughs in his face, he gives her a lazy smile. Yes, there definitely might be something cooking there. Hand in hand with tequila hopping between us, Dom and I head inside. Dad is there, sipping his mimosa while he talks in his too loud voice. I can't be sure, but I think he might be telling an old family story about how Uncle Theo dumped a load of grapes on the road instead of into the grape crusher. Tequila flattens her ears at him, but she doesn't growl. Louise and my mom laugh at something my dad says. They each have a stack of plates in their hands as they walk around the table. Hey guys. Mom stops when she sees us, her smile warm as she takes in Dom and me standing together with my dog. Hope you don't mind that we threw together a last-minute family brunch? This is really nice Megan, Dom says. Thanks for inviting my family. It's great mom, I say. Even Tequila is happy. I can see that. Mom gives Tequila a bemused look before returning her attention to me. Can you and Dom finish helping Louise set the table? I have to go check on the quiche. Sure. Dom takes the plates out of her hands. Tim I could use your help in the kitchen, mom says. As I watch my parents disappear into the kitchen, I appreciate them in a way I never have before. Setting the table is something you do with family, not guests. Handing off the plates to Dom and Louise is my mom's way of welcoming them to the Moretti clan. It's a subtle thing, but the gesture isn't lost on me. My family has always been here for me, even when I didn't want them to be. I don't even know if I'd be standing here with Dom if not for my dad and Thomas. Tequila stays by my side, her ears flat against her head but she doesn't bark. I grab the basket of silverware and join Dom and Louise in setting the table. When Dom looks up and smiles at me, I know without a doubt that this is the first of many family dinners. Hey guys, I'm taking a short break from today's story to tell you about a brand new wine and romance short story that I just finished up. And the story is called Wedding Ditchers. Wedding Ditchers is the wedding story of Dominique and Trevor. So because this is a romance channel dedicated to happily ever afters, I don't think it's a spoiler to let you know that Dom and Trevor, yes, they are going to end up together. They are going to have their happily ever after. It's just going to take a few more episodes to get there. <laughs> but I did write this short story all about their wedding day and it's super cute. It's super funny. It's also sexy, of course and you can get it for free over on my website. So head on over to mariematthew.com, click the free book button in the upper right-hand corner when you get to the homepage, and you can sign up for my author newsletter. And when you do that, this free short story is gonna be delivered right to your inbox. We have both the audiobook and the ebook. So you're gonna get links to download both. And of course, that also gives you access to my author newsletter. My newsletter is a really great way to keep in touch with me. I'm not super active on social media, except for the podcast and the YouTube show. So this is a really great way to just keep in touch with my latest projects, the um, behind the scenes stuff that's happening. So be sure to head over to my website, click the free book button in the upper right hand corner and get your free copy of Wedding Ditchers, the wedding story of Dominique and Trevor in the bad girl list. Thanks a lot. Chapter 43. Dog Daddy. Dominique. Six months later. Great work, Dom. Megan Moretti smiles at me as she finishes watching the latest batch of TikTok videos I made. These videos are getting a lot of traction. I'm going to go out into the vineyards with Trevor tomorrow, I say. I think your subscribers will like seeing the head guy in action among the vines. He's supposed to be burying the horns with the cow manure. Dom, Tim Moretti bustles into the family office. Sorry I'm late. I just got off the phone with one of our major distributors in Texas. The new label design is a hit. Really? 
I lean forward eagerly. Consumers like it? Depletions have picked up by 5%, and the label has only been on the shelf for a few weeks. Tim beams at me. I knew I made the right move when I hired you. Should I start working on sister labels for some of the other wines in the portfolio? I ask. I have been dying to get my hands on your rosé label. Design away, Tim says. If this first label is any indication of how sales are going to go, the distributors will be banging on my door for the rest of the portfolio to fall in line. What did I miss? Thomas pops his head into the office. He's wearing slacks and a pressed button-down shirt. Look at you, I say. Looking sharp. Thomas grins. Have to dress the part, right? I'm sure every restaurant wine buyer between here and New York will swoon over you, I tease. Trevor had been the one to suggest their dad bring Thomas into the sales side of the winery. The big flirt is proving to be quite good at selling wine, particularly to restaurants. There is a lot of swooning going on, Thomas says. I have ladies lined up outside my door waiting for a chance to pop my cork. Thomas. Megan gives her son a scowl that doesn't quite match the bemused look in her eyes. Tim bursts out laughing and slaps Thomas on the shoulder. I'm not sure anyone else notices, but I see a gleam of pride in Thomas's eyes. He wants his dad to be proud of him. You need to get the new label in front of all our accounts, Tim tells him. See if you can get some more by the glass placements. Our distributor in Texas is already seeing great results. On it, Dad. Thomas points a finger at me. Nice work, Dom. When my bi-monthly meeting with the Moretti's wraps up, I hop in my car and drive through the vineyard to Trevor's place. It's past six and he should be finishing up work anytime now. As always, I am excited to see him. The long-distance thing has been working out better than I could have hoped. Thanks to the money I'm making from my contract with the winery, I've been able to keep my studio in the city. We alternate driving every other week. Sometimes I stay with him a few extra days to have meetings with his parents. My lease is up at the end of the month. I've been thinking about moving to Healdsburg so I can be closer to Trevor. I've landed a few other clients in the area thanks to word of mouth from Tim Moretti, and living in wine country makes more sense than it did before. I plan to ask Trevor about it tonight to see what he thinks about me moving closer. When I get to the bungalow, I spot Trevor's truck. His Beamer and Tesla cars are back in the barn. He only brings one of them out when he drives down to San Francisco. If his truck is here, it means he's home. Smiling to myself, knowing I'll be kissing him soon, I grab my duffel bag from the trunk and head inside. As usual, the back slider door is cracked. Hello, I push the door open and step inside. Hey Trevor, you home? Silence. I notice the bungalow is freakishly tidy. Trevor has a habit of washing his dishes maybe once a week. He holds off on laundry until he runs out of underwear, which I tease him about whenever I get a chance. Trevor? I head into the bedroom, thinking he might be in the shower. But the bedroom is empty and the bed is made. I stop in the doorway, staring at it, trying to recall if Trevor has ever once made the bed while we've been dating. That's when I notice the flower bouquet sitting on the bed. Trevor buys me flowers all the time, but this is the first time he's left them on the bed. I drop my duffel bag in front of his dresser and walk over to pick up the flowers. It's a mixed bouquet of mums, all of them deep shades of red and orange. Leave it to Trevor to find the bouquet that matches the autumn season we're in. A small card pokes out from the flowers. My name is written in Trevor's blocky script. Dom, it says, Tequila and I are having a thumb wrestling match to see who loves you more. Come outside to see who the winner is. I prefer you naked but will take you with clothes. Love, Trevor. I snort with laughter. This has been a running joke between us lately, where he thinks I should do everything naked when I'm visiting him. I head back outside. Tequila is sitting on the back deck. As soon as she sees me, she barks and hops over to me. Hey girl. I crouch down to give her an ear rub. She covers one side of my face with doggy kisses. Where's your daddy? She barks, her tail smacking against the deck. I notice something hanging from her collar. It's another card. A half-smeared inky paw print marks one side. Next to it is the word mom, again in Trevor's handwriting. I have no idea what Trevor is up to, but he's cracking me up. What is your daddy doing? 
Hold still girl, let me get the card. Her ears flick back as I untie the ribbon securing the card to her collar. She looks down her nose at me. Mommy, the card says, I beat daddy at the thumb wrestling match but only because I played the missing leg card and he felt sorry for me and let me win. He's the real winner. He asked me to deliver this poem to you. Roses are red, violets are blue, I really hope you'll say I do. Wet tongue kisses, tequila. My heart starts to beat erratically in my chest as I spin around looking for Trevor. I finally see him. He's 30 yards away underneath an old oak tree, and he's on one knee holding something in his hand. My eyes blur with tears as I close the distance between us, tequila yapping with excitement as she wiggles ahead of me. She crouches on the ground next to Trevor, her butt in the air and her tail wagging as she barks up a storm. Trevor looks as gorgeous as always. He's not in his dirty farm clothes like he usually is when I arrive. His golden hair is damp from a recent shower and curls around his ears. He's wearing a clean sage green shirt rolled up to his elbows. Grasped between his thumb and index finger is a ring. The smile he gives me is almost blinding. Dominique, he says softly, will you marry me and make me the happiest dog daddy in the world? Of course I will. Tears overflow from my eyes as I throw my arms around him. He's only halfway to his feet when I barrel into him. He catches me in his arms, but the balance is off. We tip over into the dirt beneath the oak tree, laughing. Tequila is barking nonstop, her tail wagging as she hops back and forth. Trevor drapes himself over me, cradling the back of my head with his hand. I like you better underneath me anyway, he says. I love you, Dom. He picks up my hand and kisses my fingers, then leans forward to kiss me on the mouth. It's a deep kiss that promises more to come. Then he slides the ring on my finger. Do you like it? He asks. It's perfect, I say, turning the ring to admire it. It's a simple platinum band with four little butterflies engraved on the top. My heart melts at the sight of them. You can pick out a diamond that you like before the wedding, he says. I thought it would be better for you to choose something, since you're going to wear it for the rest of your life. He leans down and kisses me again. I feel him getting hard. I finger his top buttons, wondering if we'll make love out here under the tree. But Tequila is going crazy. She comes right up to us and barks in our ears. All right, you damn dog. Trevor pulls me to my feet. You'll have to excuse her. She's a little excited for this next part. There's more, I ask. Yes, come on, leading me by the hand, we return to the bungalow. I noticed you cleaned up, I say as we duck inside. I was impressed. I wasn't sure Megan ever taught you how to make a bed. I figured if my housekeeping skills haven't scared you off by now, you must really love me. But yeah, I didn't want to propose to you with my house looking like a bachelor pad. I do, you know, I say squeezing his hand. I love you, Trevor. I know. I love you too. We stop in front of his dresser, which has a special place in our hearts after our first night together. He smirks as we stand beside it, which he also does often if one of us mentions the dresser. With a flourish, he pulls open three of the drawers. They are all empty. What did you do with all your clothes, I ask. I know for a fact that he keeps extra clothes around, so he doesn't have to do laundry as often. These aren't my drawers anymore, he says. I want you to have them. There's something else too. He nudges a roll of paper sitting inside the top drawer, which has been tied with a brown bow. It's longer than regular paper. What is this, I ask, taking out the roll. Open it, he says. I tug off the bow and unroll the paper. It takes me a second to figure out what I'm seeing. Are these blueprints? Trevor's smile is wide. I know you need an office. These are plans for an addition. We'll put it here. He pulls me over to the bedroom window that overlooks the vineyards in front of his house. We'll put French doors here where the window is. You'll have everything you need. A built-in desk, filing cabinets, the works. There will even be a door to the outside in case you need to bring in clients. We have a family friend who's a contractor. He's going to break ground next week. I stare at him, my head swimming with emotions. Trevor, this is too much. I don't know what to say. Say you'll move in with us as soon as your lease is up in the city. He runs the back of his hand along my cheek. We can get married whenever you want, but I want you to move in as soon as possible. 
Tequila and I can't stand not having you around all the time. What do you say? I wipe my eyes with the back of my hand, marveling at this amazing man who loves me. Trevor Moretti, I would love to move in with you and become Tequila's official dog mommy. I run my hands up his chest and cup his face between my hands, bringing him down for a kiss. The kiss deepens. It isn't long before he's unbuttoning my pants, and I'm tugging his shirt free from his jeans. What do you say to another round on the dresser? Trevor asks. Think my furniture can withstand the abuse? If it breaks, we'll get a new one with our wedding registry, I say. We. A loud sigh rustles across the room, cutting me off. We both turn to find Tequila sitting on her bed, head resting on her paws, eyes closed in an expression of pure bliss. The end. You've been listening to The Bad Girl List by Marie Matthew. Copyright 2022 by Marie Matthew. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe for more romance serials with heart and heat by Marie Matthew. To join Marie's newsletter or purchase autographed copies of this book, visit www.mariematthew.com. Cheers, everyone, and welcome to the last episode of The Bad Girl List. Can you believe it? Episode 15, we've done an entire novel, an entire season. It's so cool, you guys. Um, I don't, I don't completely have words, but when I first hatched this idea that I wanted to serialize my novels and put them on YouTube. It was a big leap of faith, let's just put it that way. <laughs> the idea had been following me around for a while and I finally decided to honor it and put my stories out into the world this way. And it's been a lot of fun. I've learned a lot. And for those of you that are here, that, that are on the journey with me, I just wanted to say thank you because I'm a storyteller and storytellers need their audience, right? Storytelling is one of the oldest professions in the world and I feel really honored to walk in the footsteps of the storytellers that have come before me. Yeah, like any storyteller, we need people to gather around the fire with us and listen. So I just wanted to thank you so much for being here because you guys are the reason I'm here. I'm a storyteller and I need an audience to listen. So thank you so much for being a part of it. It means so, so much to me. Today we are drinking a really, really special wine. This is a 2021 Sauvignon Blanc from Adelaide Hills in Australia. The winery that made this is called Groom Wines. This has a lot of special significance and it's really cool. This is another one of those magic bottles that showed up in my house. Someone gave it to my husband and I was like, oh, it's so perfect. Like it's so perfect to drink uh, for the very last episode for a couple of reasons. A really cool story is the owner of Groom Wines, he gave me my very first job in the wine industry. I was a waitress working in wine country and I had my bachelor's degree, but like so many people right out of college, like it's hard to get a job because all you've done is go to school your whole life. So that's that's kind of where I was. I've gone to school my whole life. I was waiting tables, but I didn't have experience, you know, to like make that transition to the next job. And Daryl Groom gave me my very first job in the wine industry. And like, here I am 18 years later, still in the industry. So I have a lot of gratitude to him for giving me a chance, for, you know, giving a young girl a chance. The other reason it's so exciting to be drinking a Sauvignon Blanc today is because you probably picked up on this, but Sauvignon Blanc is one of Annika's favorite wines, right? It's one of the first wines that she drinks when she's hanging out with Dom. So Sauvignon Blanc is one of her most favorite wines and she is the star of the next book, book two of Wine and Romance that's gonna be coming hopefully soon. I don't have a production schedule yet, but Hopefully soon, the book is in the works. There's already a cover, so it's gonna be really exciting. So I thought, oh, it's really cool that I'm drinking 
Annika's favorite varietal. So I can say cheers, Annika. We're gonna have so much fun in your book. And then also, of course, just a tribute to the man that helped me get into the wine industry because I probably wouldn't be here today talking to you about it if he'd never given me a chance. Definitely check out Groom Wines if you haven't. I will include a link in the show notes. And they're sold domestically. They have distributors domestically. So even though the winery is in Australia, that you can get them in lots of different places in the United States. So I definitely recommend it. The Sauvignon Blanc will absolutely knock your socks off. It, oh my God, it smells, it smells so good. <laughs> it almost smells like candy, but don't worry, it's not sweet. It's just got all these amazing tropical aromas and a little bit of floral. Oh, and when you taste it, it's so good. Mm. Just like super fruity, super tropical. And it's just, it's so good, so refreshing. I would love to eat this with a cheese platter. Or I would just love to drink it, period, <laughs> which I will, which I will later today. I'm just, I have a small sip now, but after work, I will definitely have a nice big glass. Anyway, so be sure to check out Groom Wines. In this very last author's commentary for the Bad Girl list, I thought it would be fitting to close out telling you a story about the character of Dominique. And I was a little evil in the last episode in the author's commentary section because I left you guys on a cliffhanger. I'm gonna just do a quick recap for those of you that missed that episode. In that episode, I talked about Trevor and I talked about the spirit that I worked with for his character and helped him find closure. If you wanna hear that story, definitely go back and listen to the author commentary on episode 14, because you'll have the details there. But at the end of our work, I did a, a shamanic ceremony to make sure that his spirit had everything he needed so he could he could move on. He did come through in that journey and he thanked me. Like he thanked me. He told me that he loved me, held love for me and thanked me for what I was able to help him do. And in exchange, he offered me a gift. And so the gift is what I'm going to talk about today. But before I get to his gift, it's another cliffhanger. Sorry guys. <laughs> we're going to, we're going to do a flashback here. Flashback to Dominique's character. One of my beta readers was, reading the story and she's like, who's who, they tell me about the characters and, and who you base them on. Most of the time I'm pretty comfortable talking about my woo-woo stuff, but not always. And for some reason, when this person asked me, I, I wasn't super comfortable talking about the woo-woo stuff. So I kind of gave her like kind of a vague answer, like, oh, you know, the characters just come to me. I write them as they come to me. That's my muggle answer. <laughs> so depending on how I'm feeling, how, how safe I'm feeling or not feeling. So I like, I have my woo-woo authentic answer and then I have my muggle answer. But that day I gave my muggle answer. Then she was asking me about Dom, like where did Dom's character come from? And I had that answer, I had that answer. And so that's what I'm gonna share with you today. Dominique is an expression of me. If I could take my younger self and compress the lessons, the life lessons of 20 years, into a 10 day vacation with really good sex. <laughs> That's Dominique's character. So it was really interesting. Um, it feels really vulnerable to share that because I guess, we, you know, we all have flaws. We all have things that we're working on and people pleasing has just been the greatest obstacle of my life. And sometimes when I talk about it, I feel ashamed and embarrassed at how I spent so many years of my life just pleasing others and like how devastating that was to me, the damage it did to me. So sometimes I feel a little shame talking about it. That's okay though. That's all right, I'm being real. When I shared this, 
I didn't, that was like, that was the muggle version. I'm giving you guys the muggle version. But what I, I didn't talk about was the woo-woo side. And I actually performed a healing on myself. I performed an inner child healing. In my, my personal practice, I do a lot of shadow work, which is kind of a fancy name for like working on your own bullshit. <laughs> like finding the roots of your own bullshit and like fucking cleaning it up. Like I do a lot of that. Like I do a lot of cleaning up of my own bullshit. I do a lot of cleaning up of my ancestral bullshit and my ancestral trauma. Like I do a lot of that in my personal practice. And in this, this book helped me go back and like heal a younger part of myself that was really wounded from growing up thinking that I was put on this earth to make other people happy. <laughs> it's really damaging and it's something as a mother, like I'm really conscious like with my daughter because sometimes as a mom, I just want her to be loved and accepted. So it's like, I want to tell her, well, just it doesn't matter if you don't want to do that, like go do it because that's how you'll make friends. But I have to like stop myself because I did things to make other people happy so that people would like me, but I ended up not very happy in myself. So I have to like really watch myself as a mom to make sure I'm not passing on my own bad habits to my daughter. And it's quite challenging, but that's okay. I didn't sign up for life because it was easy. <laughs> I don't think any of us do. We're all here to learn and grow and we don't do that by things being easy. I performed this inner child healing, I'm trying to think of the right word. It's almost like I, I could alchemize a lot of the work I had been doing on myself, a lot of the shadow work that I've been doing, cleaning up my own bullshit by writing the story. It like helped me alchemize a lot of those healings that I had brought in. I don't know, if you're interested in learning more about the shadow work, the spiritual practice I have, let me know. Maybe I'll do some more episodes on it. I don't know. I'm not gonna say too much more about it because it's it's kind of a deep rabbit hole and I don't plan to be here for like two hours. So um, anyway, if, if you're interested, let me know. I'll talk more about it. So writing Dominique's character did allow me to alchemize a lot of the healing that I had been working on for myself. And then after I, I was in the ceremony with Trevor and we were you know closing things out and just bringing things to a really nice proper ending. And as we got to the end of the ceremony, like Trevor asked my younger self if I would accept a healing of love to purge the old scars that I had from these old traumas, from this old societal conditioning that I had around people pleasing. And like he offered me this gift and I said, yes. I said, yes, that would be amazing. It would be so amazing. So. He offered to help me in the way that I had helped him, which is like so cool. I've never had a spirit do that before. So it was, it was pretty amazing. I was pretty touched. So I said yes to this beautiful, amazing gift that he offered me. I just remember sitting there like just basking in this sense of self-love and wholeness, like just a deep, deep love for myself and a deep sense of just being whole and comfortable in my own body. And it's just like, everything just came full circle, you know? And it's like, oh, I got my own little happily ever after, right? Don't worry, I still have lots of bullshit to clean up. <laughs> I'm human. I think it takes many lifetimes, not just one, to clean up your trauma, um, to clean up your shadows. So it's something I'm gonna be doing my whole life, but I did get this gift. I did get this beautiful healing that Trevor helped me with. It was amazing and I just, I have awe and gratitude for all of this, for my writing, for my spiritual practice, for my work with, with spirits, my work as a psychopomp. It's just, uh, yeah, yeah, I have a lot of gratitude for it.
Thanks so much for listening. Thank you so much for being here. I feel like I was really rambly and I think it's because I'm nervous because I am being really vulnerable. <laughs> That's okay. It's okay to do things that, are, that make you uncomfortable because they help you grow, right? You gotta step into that fear. That's what I'm doing. I wanted to circle back to what's next. So the next novel is called The Good Guy List and it's about Annika. So if you want to stay on top of what's happening, if you wanna get some early chapters, then you definitely need to sign up for my newsletter list because I'll be dropping the cover reveal. I'll be dropping sample chapters for you guys to read in the newsletter before it's released here on the podcast and the YouTube show. So definitely sign up for my newsletter and you can do that by heading to mariematthew.com. Click in the upper right hand corner where it says free book and that's how you sign up for my newsletter list. And you'll also, of course, you will get Dom and Trevor's wedding story wedding ditchers, which I know you want, you all want it. So <laughs> head on over, sign up, you'll get the free wedding story of Dom and Trevor, and then you'll get the inside scoop of the good guy list and Annika's story. And you can probably guess, you can probably guess who her romantic interest is, but I'm not gonna tell you here. <laughs> you have to sign up for my newsletter to stay up to date. I am really excited to bring that story to life. As of this recording, I think I'm like 25 or 30,000 words in. It's probably gonna be about 100,000. So I've, I've started, I've got a chunk of it done and I'm super excited to dive back into it. I've been resting a little bit lately because I, I worked. I've worked really hard these last couple months. So I've given myself a rest period, but I am asking the universe like, okay, I am ready. I'm ready to get back to writing. <laughs> so let's write their story. So yeah, definitely look for that, hopefully early summer. So until then, until we are back with the next season, thank you again for being here. Thank you for being part of this journey. Thank you for listening to this book and for being an audience and a listener. I really appreciate it. I will see you all soon. Take care, bye.